This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey everybody, it's In The Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I want to thank you all for listening and uh, please make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on. Um, it'll, you'll get a reminder to let you know when a new show drops, helps us out, helps us site out. And a uh, special shout out to any new listeners out there. I know we've had a few in the last few weeks, so much appreciated. And as well, if you if you haven't already, please consider uh, subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon at patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. Just five bucks a month, and uh, you get uh, bonus podcasts, uh, well, almost one a day, and uh, well worth the five bucks a month, and it helps keep this free site going as well. So, um, Ryan, we got a big, uh, big weekend coming up. It's uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend, and uh, lots of lots of MMA. Um, you know, in addition to the big pay per view from New Jersey, there's a ton of regional shows. There's boxing, which we're not going to talk about here, but you can listen to Pound for Pound if you if you want to get the boxing stuff, but uh, and then uh, we had a big show this past weekend to go over. So uh, I guess I guess we can we can start there, right? Like, yeah. Uh, well, well, let's start. Oh no, the... let's no, let's start. Yeah, yeah. We got some bad news, unfortunately, and uh, we got to say. So Ryan, I'm I only knew about this from your notes. So tell us yeah, about what happened. Yeah, we want to start off with the sending our condolences to the family and friends of former UFC fighter Felipe Colares, uh, who uh, passed away today in uh, Brazil. Uh, he's 29 years old. Uh, he fought in the UFC C from uh, tw- uh, 2019 to to 2022. He had a two and four record, but was a pretty exciting fighter. Fighter fought fought guys like Montel Jackson, Chris Gutierrez, Chase Hooper. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, he recently fought uh, in the Aries FC promotion in France. Got a win there, and uh, he was leaving training this morning in brazil and he was run over by a bus and uh and uh just he died on the way to the hospital with from uh, multiple injuries leaves behind a wife and a six-month-old son so very sad news to kind of kind of start off yeah it's unfortunate 29 years old eh? (laughs) yep yeah yeah just very yeah kind of 
one of those, you know, you kind of hear it. And it's like, man, that just sucks to hear. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as a guy that, you know, probably, you know, maybe could have got his way back to UFC with a few more wins and, uh, you know, and yeah, at least behind, I mean, that, that just breaks my heart. Six month old and, and a wife and, uh, you know, um, member of what, uh, team Nagara, I guess. Team Nagara. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be missed. I imagine UFC will hopefully do something for him tonight or I mean yeah. this weekend. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so sad to hear that. And for anybody hearing that for the first time, uh, yeah, again, our condolences to uh, to his family and friends. And uh, yeah, it's always sad when, uh, you know, guys are taken before their prime, especially something like this, where, you know, it's just so sudden you can't, it's just a freak accident could happen to anybody. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, from that, um, I guess, unfortunate news uh we do have this ufc to talk about from this past weekend um yeah i don't really have much to add on felipe um you, you kind of said it all you know two yeah. and four ufc biggest win probably luke saunders um but um yeah yeah this past weekend we had a afternoon into the evening show um from the apex unfortunately um and especially with this main event it would have been so good to be in front of fans but uh song yadong and ricky simone big bantamweight fight we had, we had just eleven fights. Um, I think we lost. Was it one or two during over the course of the week? Um, no, just one over the course of the week. Just one. Well, there's, and there was one change, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Because Kelleher and Newsom was on the books when we previewed the show last week. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah two changes actually. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those fights that you had uh, said to look forward to, and then we yeah. didn't even get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and uh, but yeah, we got the main event. Uh, I think it delivered um you know it was it was a very well somewhat competitive um you know song yudong kind of dominated as as the fight went on um i think most people had him winning the first four you either had it for you know 40 36 or 30 39 37 um some people including myself gave simone the first round um you you had song winning all four um, I believe. And then yes. uh, in the fifth, fifth round, uh, he uh, knocked out Ricky Simone uh, minute 10 in. And um, yeah, it's, uh, he really proved that he belongs, you know, on that, I mean, that loaded bantamweight division. I don't know exactly where he belongs, but he's up there and he's getting better. And uh, you know, that is Chinese fighter and that's a really important market for UFC. So he's probably going to get opportunities more than most also a member of team alpha. So that's what they're called now, right? It's not yeah, alpha female. male anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, because they got they have a lot of females now, so they just, yeah, they they still slipped in the alpha male a few times yeah. on the broadcast. Yeah. But uh, what do you think of this fight, Ryan? Uh, it was uh, I thought it was very I thought it was a very good fight. Uh, first round was very close, uh, could have gone any other way, but but uh, Song took over second round and was just pulling away. The longer the fight went, the more he was pulling away, and then by the fourth. By really the start of the fourth round, he had completely taken taken over. Simone needed needed a finish, couldn't get it. Uh, Simone's strong suit is the wrestling game, and Song just had every answer for him. Was defending the takedowns, and then a couple times he got take taken down, popped right back up, and just uh, out 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 uh, out struck him on the feet. Very very solid showing on the feet for for Song Yudong and just very impressive. I mean, he's, it's a battle between number eight and number 10 and both these guys show that they belong in the top 10 and, mm-hmm. uh, Song Yudong, uh, there's a great bounce back win from that loss to Corey Sanhagen. 
Uh, he's got top five potential. That top of that division is just absolutely loaded with killers. And on a, and if you're asking me what's next for him, I would love to see Songy Dong against Rob Font next. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the fight. Um, and and really, you know, and then you know if he if he can get past that, then you know he's probably you know maybe Mirov after that, like. Um, you know, depending on what happens with Sterling and and the and Cejudo and you know what and the title, but uh, he like I said, he's young, he's got power, like pro- probably more power than just about anybody in that division. Um, and now he's you know, he's only 25, so he's getting better. Yeah. And uh, you know, teaming with uh, Team Alpha, he's learning the the ground game, the submissions, and and is just striking like not only the power, but now he's got the precision and the footwork and and just everything. Like he's becoming a well-rounded fighter. He's even learning English, um, you know. So just uh, you know, the star in the making at 25 years old. Yep. yep. Yeah. Every, so. Everything. Everything about what he about him on Saturday night was impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know how many people watch this, probably not many, um, but uh, whoever did, I mean, he comes out of it as a star and hopefully he gets to fight on a big card next and, you know, in front of fans, um, you know, or at, le- at least on TV, um, you know, I, again, it's ESPN plus. So, you know, you got your hardcores that are going to watch yeah, every week, no matter what. It was on ESPN two as well. So was it? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. The, was it the whole fuck card or just the prelims or the whole the card? The, the whole card ended up being. Oh, okay. ESPN2. Okay. Oh yeah, you talked about that last week, I think. I yeah, that. they made a late change to the main card. The prelims were going to be on it, but yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, some okay. some some hockey game hockey series was supposed to go to Game Seven and air on ESPN didn't happen, so they adjusted. Probably changes. my Jets, because <laughs> they went down in five. Um, and when we were when we did our show last week, they were still alive. So, yeah, um, yeah and and you know, and just looking at the card, like the rest of the card was was pretty good. Um, you know, some fights were better than others, obviously, but I don't really know that there's any real talking, like big talking points on anything. Yeah. Uh, unless really. you, the the one thing I will say, the one guy that really, really impressed me, um, that I didn't really know a ton about going in, um, you know, I obviously seen his fights and everything, but um, Fernando Padilla really, really uh, stuck out to me. Um, actually, no, I guess yeah, that was his first UFC fight. Yeah. Um, but uh, twenty-five, another twenty, well, twenty-six years old and Mexican, and just like a really, really nice guy and uh, featherweight, and just had a really, really impressive win over Juicy J. You know, a minute forty-one in the second. And to me, that guy is a guy that he's if he if he puts together like a nice win streak of four or five fights, like he could be a big star. Just really likable. Uh, you know, and not a lot of people have that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, give us give us your three stars. Okay, my first one's going to go to Marcus McGee. Uh, took the fight on Wednesday, uh, replacing Brian Kellner yeah. against Journey Newsom, Newsom, and he just looked great against Journey Newsom. Journey Newsom's not, you know, he's not a top bantamweight. He's, you know, he's a guy who, who like if you're making your debut and you're going to fight a guy who's Got several outings in the UFC. Journey News is kind of the guy to see where you're at. But uh, McGee just on the feet, looked great, and then dropped Newsom in the second round, got the submission with the rear naked choke. Uh, he fights out of uh, that camp under John Crouch in Arizona with Sean O'Malley, Benson Henderson, all of those teammates. All, all of those guys rave about him, talking about how he's, how he's such a great teammate and always puts the work in the gym. So, yeah, he got his – Got a shot here in the UFC on short notice, made the most of it, 
and he'll be an interesting guy to keep an eye on in the future, future yeah. based on, on this. Uh, my second one, we go to Cal Borallo, uh, just him and Mikhailo Sechek. They had a they had a good, really good first round where they were just beating the shit out of each oh, yeah. other. Yeah, they're just like Oleg Sechek was landing a lot of hard left hands, hands and landing in the body, and you kind of felt like 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 you know he might knock Borallo out, and then Borallo kind of just took over at the end of the first round, and the second round took him down twice right away. He just dominated him on the ground, and got the rear naked choke. Uh, he's four and zero in the UFC now, Borallo. All like, all like in, yeah, they've all been like co-main events, like three of the four, because, you know, he's on, he's very highly featured on these Apex shows with these, you know, weaker, <laughs> weaker cards, we'll say, we'll say, you know, like this one, but he's super impressive every time he comes out and that guy might be ready for a top 15 competition. He's, he's very solid. He's, he's got Bo Nickel on his, on his radar in the next year. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that could be a good one here in a yeah. year. Year don't. Not, Bo Nickel's not ready for that though. So, no, 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 yeah. not not yet. Not it's at all. Coming. No, it's coming. It's coming. But, uh, and my third one, I'm going to go with Rodolfo Vieira. Uh, Cody Brundage was rocking him badly in that first yeah. round and nearly finished him. Dropped and nearly finished him. Uh, Vieira caught his wits, got Brundage to the ground at the end of the first, and was actually pretty dominant in the at the end of the first on the ground. And then the second round, uh, just got Brundage down, down. He wanted it on the mat. He's world class on the mat. And then once he got on top in the mount, it was just kind of just over. Just kept yeah. working and working for the arm triangle choke. Got it in, and Brundage tapped immediately. Great comeback win for Vieira. Uh, you know he's he needs a lot of work on the feet, and he's a guy who can be knocked out. But he is still crazy great on the ground and you don't want to go to the ground with them except unless you're anthony fluffy hernandez <laughs> well the i mean the fatal mistake there was going for that guillotine um you know yeah Brendan's yeah, did, yeah yeah uh i uh i i got a, a thing to tell you here i i was going to tell you this uh offline like uh, you know in dms but i i forgot or didn't think of it but i had a really good week again in uh in my betting and uh, one of the things I had done was I had a little bit of money left over, like, you know, just under nine bucks, like eight seventy nine or something. So after I put all my bets down, so I, I made like an 11 fight parlay and I would have won, I think it was $33,000 on these 11 fight parlay. And so what happened was the second fight in, I had Journey Newsom over Marcus McGee and, and of course, Marcus McGee won. So my parlay is dead, right? But then... Every single fight after that, I'm winning. And I'm like, and it's some big upsets, like, and we'll, we'll talk about them in, in a bit, but like, I'm winning, like all these underdogs are winning and I had bets on them. And then I'm like, my heart is like dropping. Cause it's like, if I lose because journey Newsom lost that fight, like if I lost $32,000, I'm going to be so pissed. But uh, I had Cody as well. So that's where, you know, that, that Cody fight, that was the second one I lost on the, on the parlay out of the, you know, and that was the ninth fight. So that's how close it was. And I was like, I, I, I would have been devastated if I got 10 out of 11 and the one I lost was Newsom, who was a big favorite. Um, but uh, my three stars, uh, I am going to go with first off, uh, I think she was the biggest underdog on the card, um, Irina Alexeva. Um, she, she against Stephanie Egger. They called her the Russian Ronda. I'm not exactly sure why. 
um they asked her and she didn't really answer <laughs> either but uh she she got a she got a win a submission knee bar um her second submission win in in her career um and uh just you know big big win she was so happy so excited and uh first ufc fight and uh so yeah just give her some props and it's too bad she didn't get a performance bonus because she could probably use it um you know being being in her first fight and everything yeah um missed, Mike, missed weight missed weight so gotta gotta what? Uh, she missed weight so oh that's okay so that's why she didn't get it that's why she didn't get the bonus but well yeah it's something that she needs to take care of in the future yeah absolutely yeah my my second uh star speaking of missing weight is going to be jamie lynn horth uh in the opener who uh beat Haley cowan uh and that was also jamie lynn's debut fight and she's somebody i talked about on the last show that i'd seen fight a couple times in uh uh tko and uh i was expecting big things from her and Haley missed weight and man like it I would have been devastated for her if she had another fight canceled, but they, they allowed this one to go through. She had to forfeit 30% of her purse, but uh, Jamie Lynn Horth yeah. won uh unanimous decision. Uh, it was a close fight, but uh, she, she, she got the win. And I just like, I don't know. I felt, felt really happy for her and nice way to kick off the card. And then my third star, I'm actually going to go against the grain and pick a guy that lost his fight. And that is going to be Waldo Cortez Acosta because he was getting dominated in the first round by Marcos Rogerio de Lima to the point where like he almost got finished. And then in the second round, it was closer, but um, Rogerio de Lima probably still will still won that round for sure. But then in the third round, like he got gassed and Cortez Acosta was still like, coming on strong and won the third and like i thought like how close he was to being finished and then come back and still looking strong at the end of the fight like i thought he came out of that fight stronger than he went in uh even though it was his first career loss and um i just like i was really really impressed with cortez acosta that he was able to to go 15 minutes and still still look strong and and i think like you know sometimes you get a loss early in your career and it's helpful because you learn from it and uh, I, I expect, uh, you know, he'll bounce back pretty quickly from that. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for me. Uh, yeah. Take us through the rest of the uh, results. Yeah, uh, it started off fight. You mentioned uh, it ended up being a catchway fight. Jamie Lynn Horth, a unanimous decision over Haley Cowan. As noted, Cowan missed weight. It was their third time in six weeks having to cut weight. So yeah. I feel like this one she should get a pass on because, you know, the other two times it was just kind of not her fault. And this one, this one, you know, having to cut that much weight in that little time is that can be draining. And uh, I thought this was actually a close fight. You know, I actually scored it for Cowan because yeah, a lot of first, people think I thought the first round could have gone either way. And I thought the second was clearly Cowan and the third was very clearly Horth. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, good, good showing from Horth and really not a bad showing for Cowan considering everything she she's been through in the last two ma- two months trying to just get inside the octagon. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, and then we had the fight. I talked about Marcus McGee, uh, second round submission over journey. Newsom, very impressive show from McGee. Then Irina, Alex Siva, first round, first round knee bar, over Stephanie Egger in two minutes, 11 seconds. Then we had a flyweight fight. Cody Durden, uh, unanimous decision over Charles Johnson, 30-27 across the board. Durden just used his wrestling, just got 11 takedowns in the fight, and he was actually uh, landing more than Johnson. Johnson had good moments on the feet, just just he spent too much time having to work to defend the takedown, so he never really got in a groove on the feet, which which ended up being a very big difference in the fight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, closing out the prelims, we had a heavyweight fight, Martin Budai, unanimous decision over Jake Collar, 29-20 across the board. These boys were swinging on each other in that first round. 
first yeah, round. Yeah, and then, and then, Collier, it got, then it got bad. Yeah, Collier landed a lot of the punches, but gassed himself out trying to finish, and then Budai took over in the last two rounds. wasn't pretty last two rounds, but uh, yeah. Budai was effective in getting the win. And then kicking off the main card, we had a fight that came together on uh, right after we recorded the show show last week. Uh, jo- uh, Trey Waters making his debut on short notice, a uh, unanimous decision over Josh Quinlan, 30-27 across the board. Very impressive showing for Waters. Mm-hmm. He's a six five welterweight. He that guy like I that guy looks like um if he if he gets some good coaching and yeah. like there's so many tools there. Yeah, that, yeah. He looked he looked fantastic. He looked like just a guy who everybody needs to keep on the radar. He looked like Anderson Silva early on. Like yeah. I'm not comparing him to Anderson Silva because the level of competition isn't even close, but just the look, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The look and and the fighting style. Yeah, just very, very uses uses his length well. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of like John Jones too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Knows, I, yeah. I saw John Jones. To, I saw, so and Adesanya yeah, too. Actually, yeah. knows how to use his length. Yeah. Effective jab. Quinlan could not get on the inside. Inside and just waters look great and very very much a guy to keep a keep an eye on eye on going forward. Then we had heavyweights Marcus Rosario de Lima over Waldo Cortez Acosta. Just talked about de Lima just. Hurt him with the leg kicks in those first two rounds. Yeah. First two rounds. And then the third was Cortez Acosta taking advantage of DeLima, gassing out. But unfortunately, he started, ca- he started checking the kicks. Yeah, and that's, he started yeah. checking the kicks. And yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, just too little too late and couldn't get yeah. the finish. And then, uh, then we had Featherweight, uh, Fernando Padilla, first round finish over Julian Arosa. You know, I thought this, I thought when they stopped the fight that it was an early stoppage, but at the same time, it was a, it was one of those things where like, you know, this felt like it stopped early, but that it was going to be a finish within another minute or so. I thought it was weird. Like I thought it should have been stopped earlier than it was, but then yeah. when it was stopped, it was, yeah. it was early because he, he could have stopped it when he dropped him and he landed flat on his ass. Like, yeah. you know, the, the ref could have just right away stopped it, but he didn't. And yeah. then he got back up. And then at that point, like when he actually stopped it, that was probably not the right time. Yeah. 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 But it also felt like, you know, another yeah. minute, or yeah, so, it was inevitable. minute or so it, it felt inevitable. Yeah, Bull and uh, Padilla, very impressive showing, like like we were talking about. And then we had Rodolfo Vieira, second round uh, submission over Cody Brundage. Kyle Borallo, second round submission over Mikhail Oleksiejczyk. And then main event, Song Yudong, finishing Ricky Simone in the fifth round. TKO dropped him in the fifth round and just got on top and kept landing until it was finished. My uh, my daughter, uh, she's, I think, 23 uh 99 yeah it's 23 turning 24 this year she walked into the room uh when chow barallo was being interviewed for his post-fight thing and she stopped and she looked and she's like who's that and like i told her and she's like he's cute and i'm like okay maybe he's got some star potential i don't know yeah yeah. you know in in terms of fighters yeah he's 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 a decent looking fighter yeah i think i think it is the glasses yeah you know um, with her, I, I think she kind of liked that like with the fighter, and then you know. he, he, he's no Luke Rockhold, dreamy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, he should fight well, with Rockhold. Maybe not. Maybe not after this week. Yeah, maybe, I, no, no, maybe I want to see that. 
Maybe I want to see that see a picture of Luke Rockhold Sunday morning. You know? I want to see that fight like next week. <laughs> I want to I want to see that fight next week, Chavarro. Um, yeah, good good fight. I thought. Uh, what do you think the best fight of the night was? Because they didn't give away. They didn't give a fight of the night. I, I thought it was Cody Durden and Charles Johnson. Oh, I thought it was the main event. Oh, maybe okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but, the, but but there was really nothing like when yeah because I do because I, I do like the because I do the star ratings ratings just to bullshit around on the on the uh, observer. Would you give it like three and a half? Board. I gave it a main event four. I thought it was the okay. best, but I didn't really find anything on this show like like out there like like if they were like I thought four performance bonuses were more were more worthy of a fight of the night. Yeah, like if you, it's not nothing where you would say, oh, if you miss this card, you got to go out of your way to see this. Like nothing like that. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like if they gave away a best fight that somebody out of Borrello, Vieira, Padilla, or McGee would have got screwed out of a bonus, and not even all of them got a bonus. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So the the uh, yeah, as you just mentioned, the performance of the nights went to uh, Song Yudong, Chow. Chabarello, Rodolfo Vieira, and Marcus McGee. Good for Marcus in his USC debut. That fifty grand probably really helps him out a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, no um, no viewership numbers on ESPN two. We'll probably get them tomorrow. Tomorrow, or yeah. t- today, as you're listening. And uh, but uh, probably I can't imagine this did much on ESPN two, especially against hockey and basketball. But um, you know, at least it's more than if it would have been on ESPN plus. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and uh, and back in front of fans next week, we'll talk about the uh, pay per view in a minute. But first off, uh, we'll talk about uh, some, like I said, a busy week in uh, MMA, and it actually kicks off tomorrow. As you're listening, uh, there's uh, two shows that are readily available and relatively big for regionals. Like you got the Invicta show on uh, Access TV, I think, and YouTube, and uh, it's on the Fight Network in Canada. And there's also an ex-MMA show with uh, Francisco Rivera Jr. and Ricky Bandejas, you know, a couple name fighters um, fighting on on that. And it's uh, ex-MMA is, they've had, you know, kind kind of a history, right? Like a lot of, you know, they have like a lot of ex-UFC guys. Yeah, this this is their sixth show and they they, uh, run regionally, but they really uh, build up their shows with a lot of ex-UFC talent and ex-Bellator talent talent yeah. you know guys who have left those promotions either left got cut or what a, whatever and are trying to fight their way back and we've, we've yeah, seen we've some gotten, guys we've seen some ahead. guys who uses who who have gotten wins in this promotion and gotten back yep. got back uh they uh this this was their show that was supposed to happen i think in april maybe march i, I can't remember but it got canceled because of 
like low security or something like that. Kind of like oh, a right. convenient, yeah. convenient excuse, I guess. I guess this was happening, I think, in Florida, but there was a yeah, now it's in Myrtle issue, Beach. But, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is already a, a crazy enough place as is. So yeah, so here we got her Nashon Burrell on the card. Uh, Teruto Ishihara, former UFC fighter against Vince Morales. Uh, Jeremy Holloway, uh, Rafael Costa, Justin Scoggins, and Josh Smith is uh, yeah. you know kind of a big fight for Sa- you know, for a regional. Yeah, Syed Yakub, Taker Moranov, yeah, Franca, uh, who I think uh, won a won a tough Brazil. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, years ago. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ishihara against Vince, yeah, against Vince Morales. Vince Morales just 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 uh fought in the UFC his last several fights. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it you know, and that's I I believe free. So um and then we got uh an FFC show on Thursday on UFC Fight Pass. Uh and then uh yeah, we'll talk about that one in a minute. Uh there's yeah. Ryzen forty two on fight. Uh, on Saturday and Eternal MMA on UFC Fight Pass. I, I don't know if they've ever had a show on UFC Fight Pass before. I, I know that promotion has been around for a long time, um, but that's Australia. Um, and uh, what else we got? Cage Warriors Academy, which is like their Dana White Contender Series for Cage Warriors. In, in uh, you know, that's just online. On, on It says internet stream. Cage Warriors from Rome on UFC Fight Pass on Saturday afternoon. And... Uh, there's a WFC show, and that's yeah, that's about yeah, oh Fury well, FC on Sunday. So yeah, that that round pretty much rounds it out there for this week. Yeah, but then the other one, which is a little bit bigger, so we'll we'll give it a little bit more time, is uh, the uh, one show that we've you know been talking about for months. It seems uh, their their US debut, um, headlined by Demetrius Johnson and Adriana Marias in the uh, in the main event for uh, the bantamweight championship. Um, and this is going to be on Prime, as you say, Prime Video at eight o'clock Eastern. So it's live uh, from Colorado. Sage Northcutt's also on the card, and uh, that's probably the big names for uh, U.S. Yeah. Um, Lowen Lo- Tenenis is a guy that I've I'm I'm a fan of, but probably not a lot of people know. Um, what, what do you, any thoughts on this card? Um, it would be very interesting. They're apparently bringing their full rule set was which was approved by colorado oh, wow which, uh, okay which is very different i mean yeah stomp, need... stomps to the head are allowed no no stomps oh, to the head are not just to the body and legs uh but okay. knee knees to the head of a downed opponent are allowed right so like okay so like somebody could be like on the ground you could be on top and you can knee him in the head so that's uh that's gonna be that'd be interesting you know the first time in the u.s that we that we've seen that since all these uh since all the yeah. regulations, since the sport started getting regulated, so it'd be very interesting to see how they do. They claim it's it's sold out. I'm not necessarily buying that. That it's actually a legitimate sellout because you because you can still get plenty of VIP packages, which are the only way to sit on the floor. And there's a bunch of tickets on the secondary market, which makes me kind of skeptical. And that's a that's an that's an NHL arena, right? No, no, it's a Broomfield Event Center. It's, it holds like six thousand people. Oh, okay. That's where the BK. That's where the bare knuckle fights were at this past weekend, and they've. Oh, okay. They've run some smaller UFC and WEC events, events there in the past. So just. You know, I, I mean, a, it could you know. I mean, Demetrius Johnson, you know, for six thousand seat building. I mean, they, yeah. they should sell some you tickets. Know, you know, honestly, this like, like UFC over the years has got gotten away uh gotten the way of only running like major arenas now even for yeah. fight night events 
But you take some of these smaller finites like this past week, and you put them in a venue like Broomfield, Colorado, that seats six thousand people, and you might get, you might sell that out, you know, for yeah. these for these smaller shows uh, instead of you know running it at the apex. But yeah, you're not going to get that million dollar gate there, but you know no. you're still going to get something out of it. Uh, Sage fighting for the first time in almost three years. Uh, he was knocked out in his last fight. Um, in, in first time 20... in four years. Four years. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, my math is yeah. off. Yeah, four years. Yeah, 2019. Um, hasn't had a win in five years almost uh, since, yeah. Uf- since UFC. Um, and yeah, so be interesting to see what he's got left. Um, I know his sister fights for them too. Um, so, or did at one point. I don't know if she still does. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, I, I'm interested in this. There's also some um, other like Muay Thai and grappling fights uh, on the card as well. I don't know if those are going to be airing on Prime. Um, I think they usually do, uh, but it's mainly the um, the Sage and the Demetrius Johnson fight that I think most most fans will be interested in. So uh, that again, you can check out at uh, on Friday on Prime at uh, eight PM Eastern, or I'm sure it's on demand as well. Obviously, yeah. so uh, yeah, I'll, I uh, if I remember that this fight's on, I will definitely check it out. I, in fact, I'm sure I'll check it out at some point this weekend because uh, I'm sure people will be talking about it more. I bet you even more than a lot of Bellator cards, just because of the fact that it's Demetrius Johnson fighting back in the U.S. and and it's on and Prime, the, which and the fact that it's in the U.S. So yeah, it's of, and it's on Prime, which everyone has. Like way more people have Prime than Showtime, I think. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, did you speaking of rule changes? I, I I meant to talk about this the last time we talked about a PFL show, and I don't think I did. I had no idea that elbows were legal in PFL. Yeah, and, and like I was watching the last show, and somebody got like a point taken away, or I don't know, they might have even got to cute or something for throwing elbows, and I was like, I I had no idea. I've been watching that product for years, and it just never occurred to me. I guess because probably the fighters knew, and they didn't just didn't do it. But uh, yeah, interesting. I guess that's because of the tournaments. Yeah, probably. yeah. So just try to not to to not cut people. Yeah, they yeah, don't. So. They don't want people to have cuts that make them to where they can't fight a month later. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably good. I Bellator probably had that too back when they were doing the monthly tournaments. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, All right. And as we said, the big one this weekend is uh, from New Jersey Prudential Center, um, May uh, May sixth, Saturday, May sixth. Usual pay per view time. Uh, Not the biggest pay per view of the year, uh, but you know it's a great fight. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a great fight. Uh, Henry Cejudo coming back. Uh, when's last time we fought? Like three years? May, like, three. May, May 2020. Yeah, so almost three years. That first um, pandemic show, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, yeah, and he retired after that and uh, vacated. <laughs> what? Retired. retired. Well, I mean, he did. He was, he was retired. He wasn't getting tested, was he? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He <laughs> retired my ass. More, well, it was almost exactly more, three years, three year, because, yeah, it's the same weekend yeah, in 2020. Yeah, retired my ass, you know, more... <laughs> More, more like I'm not fighting until you start paying me more. Did, did he get more? He got more. He oh, that's did. good. That's good. He yeah. did. He got a new deal and he got. He's getting paid. He, he retired paid. as as the uh, bantamweight champion. I mean, he retired the belt. He retired the bantamweight belt. He had already been. He'd given up the flyweight title by that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he was on a six fight win streak uh, at the time. Uh, last time he lost was 2016. So, like, 
you know, it's a little over six years because it was late in 2016. But he's back. He's fighting for the title against Aljamain Sterling. Uh, I haven't looked at the odds. I'll do that right now, but I got to assume Cejudo's a favorite. Uh, no, I it's think dead it, even. Dead uh, even. Yeah, it's a pick when I look yeah. last night. Surprising. I, I think maybe uh, Sterling's finally getting the respect that he deserves because I think a lot of people, maybe even me, uh, thought that he was like an unjust champion for a while. And then, you know, it kind of proved that he belonged as champion in his last fight. Um, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, but honestly, if he was getting the respect he deserves, he should be the betting favorite considering Cejudo hasn't fought in three years. But, but at the same time, Cejudo, we know he's been training nonstop yeah. for those three years and he's been coaching. Yeah. So, so it's just a matter of, you know, it, will he have cage rest or not? And he's, yeah, and he's 36, but it's a young 36 because he hasn't been fighting for that long. And, uh, you know, he had the three years off. So, yeah. um, it, it, yeah, this I'm really interesting fight. I'm glad that he's back at bantamweight. I'm I didn't really want to see him go to featherweight, and I think it would have been tough for him to cut to flyweight at this point. So, yeah. um, this is the right weight class for him, or for now, I think. For um, now, even though, even though I think if he wins, he's going to immediately try to get the Volkanovski fight. Hmm. Well, that's <laughs> I don't like his chances there, but um, I don't either. We'll see. We'll I don't see. either, but but I'm super intrigued into this main yeah. event because Alzheimer Sterling is yeah, he does not get the credit for I know a lot of P he's got a lot of haters, you know, especially over that Peter Piotr Jan finish brought a lot of it. A lot of it the down knee, the knee, you know, the whole, you know, oh Alzheimer's just acting, you know, whatever, whatever. He proved he proved in the two fights since that, you know, he's, he's a deserving champion and uh, he's on quite the role. And Cejudo, I mean, when he walked away, he was well on his way to establishing himself as one of the best pound for pound fighters in the sport. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, I get it. I get wanting more money. I hope he didn't throw three prime years of his career away for that. Yeah. For that, and he could have come back. He honestly could have come back way sooner than he did. I don't know. I don't know if it's because he got married and had a fa- started having had a child. You know that kind of delayed things a little bit, maybe. But uh, be super interesting to see how he looks. I mean, we know, we know. Like I like I brought like I mentioned just a few moments ago. We know he's been in the gym training the entire time. We know he's been coaching. We especially know that from the whole John Jones finish when he. When he trained John Jones to for that specific finish that he had on Cyril Gone and just Cejudo's got a mind for this sport that not many have. And uh yeah, and uh, Sterling, you know, he's gonna be kinda close to his backyard. You know, it's in New Jersey, but he's from Long Island. Yep. Gonna have Matt Sarah back in his corner for the first time in a long time, you know, with the usual with Mirage. Should be it should be the crowd favorite, eh? Yeah, yeah, should hey. <laughs> You Hard would to tell. Th- you would think, but you know his personality so sets some people off. You would think he'd be the crowd favorite, but you know he's kind of going to have Sarah, Ray Longo, Marab, Al Quinta in his corner. You know, just a lot of, a lot of you know, and uh, training with Marab. I mean, yeah. I mean that's a that's a hell of a wrestler to be training with on a daily basis. So Sterling was already a great wrestler before, you know, coming into the sport. If Cejudo wins, that is one hundred percent the next fight, right? N- no, no, no. Nope. Uh, Winner of this is fight Sean O'Malley next. That's already determined. Oh man, determined. But uh, 
yeah, Cejudo and Marab would be super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley's been promised the next shot. So, well, then you got to do Cejudo, Marab. Like after that, win, lose, or draw for you know, like even if Cejudo loses, like let's say Cejudo wins the belt and then loses to O'Malley, you could still fight Marab for a title shot. Yeah, like yeah. that's a fight. Like that'll be a grudge yeah. match. And yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah uh, I mean, and honestly, you know, with Sean getting the next shot, that's the right. That's the right choice. He's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on a win streak. He's the guy you want. He's the guy you want to really be the star of the division. Realistically, if the UFC had their choice, he'd be the champion because they feel like he could be a big draw. But you don't want to put him in a. You don't want to put him in a risky situation where he's in a non-title fight and he loses and it ruins mm-hmm. a title shot. So you just gotta sideline him until the title fight. It's the right choice for business. You gotta. Yeah. No, you know, I agree. Uh, you know. You know. I. I know fans will complain about it, but uh, if you listen to the show and listen to listen to people like me who have been covering the sport for 20 years, you know that business trumps everything, and yeah. they're going to go with the biggest fight they can make for make you know business wise. So it doesn't matter who deserves it. Yeah, and I mean that's why Cejudo's getting the title shot right now. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, neither guy has lost in you know uh, the last like once. Uh, Sterling's got an eight fight win streak. Zahuda's got a six fight win streak. Um, Sudo hasn't lost since 2016. Uh, Sterling since 2017. So, you know, long win streaks and, you know, a lot of finishes in there as well, which you don't always see with guys at the main event level. Um, but, but we have seen that from both these guys. So it should be an exciting fight. I'll go on a limb and say, I don't think it'll go the distance. Um, I don't know. And either guy could win. So I'm yeah, super intrigued. Um, and I haven't really done any kind of betting analysis or anything on this yet. So I don't know which way I'm leaning. If I, without looking at anything though, I'm kind of leaning Cejudo just, I, you know, I don't know why, but just kind of how I'm feeling, but, um, I haven't really looked that closely at it yet. So I, I got some time. Um, and then, yeah, there's like a lot of like really, really good fights. Um, we do need to talk about this coming event though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. I mean, Burns is, you know, fighting again, like three weeks after beating Jorge Masvidal. This fight that came together two weeks ago. And not only is it, is a fight that's on two weeks notice, but they're fighting five rounds. Yeah. So it's the first non, uh, non Diaz, non title main event or five, 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 five round fight. Uh, I don't think there might have been another one that I can't think of off the top of my head. Okay, there might have been. I'd have to go. I'd have Rare to look. though, I'd have to look. I know. I know the, the you know the Nate Diaz Leon Edwards was one. Yeah, and uh, and I think Nick had one too, right? Nick and Robbie. I, I can't remember if Nick and Robbie was supposed to be five rounds or not. I'm almost positive it was because I I remember when it happened. We were saying, oh, I guess if you're Diaz brother, it's okay. Um, and I can't think of another one, but there might have been one. I feel there like might have been like one a that like Stephen Thompson fight or something. It could uh, have been like a coming in. Uh, might have been. Uh, uh, I can't think of right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're getting this one at five rounds. Yeah, and uh, and good for that because I mean the winner. I mean certainly is going to be in line for the winner of uh, Edwards and Covington whenever that happens, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Bilal, Bilal Muhammad on a huge long win streak, um, probably has already earned a title shot, but you know people don't want to give it to him for whatever reason. Um, I mean, he did have that no contest with Leon Edwards that he was probably going to lose, but he didn't. Um, and then Gilbert Burns uh, is 
you know, he's he's got a couple losses or well, a couple losses in there, but to Kamzat and and Kamaro, Usman. Um, but this uh did I say Covington and Edwards? It's Usman and, and Covington, right? That's next. No, no, Edwards won. Oh, God. Edwards won, yeah. I'm, I told you I was tired when I started. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So yeah, let's 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 uh let's let's back up. Yeah. Edwards is supposed to be fighting Covington next. It yeah. would not surprise me if plans change though. Based if the, the winner of this ends up skipping over, yeah, because they're they know the criticism of Covington getting the title shot, and and uh, the uh, I do know for a fact that the comments he made on John Anik uh, were not well received. Okay, they've been they've been quiet on saying anything publicly, but privately they were not happy with that. With that, uh, you know. Not saying that, not saying that, you know, it might make a difference, but it could, but it could, you know, this, and this fight, despite the fact that they made it on short notice to put it at five rounds tells me like, I think they might be leaning towards whoever wins this next for Edwards and Edwards, Edwards does not want to fight Colby. Edwards says Colby needs to earn it. So, which, which, you know, we've all said that he does need to earn it. Does, so if know. he if he ends up missing out on that, they might have a different reason. But people that are smart might look back at those comments from Covington and say, "Yeah, that I mean that is a big part of it." Yeah, and if he if he misses out on the title shot, he only has himself to blame by absolutely by constantly yeah. turning down fights and telling him, you know, saying that you know, no, well, and then I, and then he'll go off on another tie right on Bilal Muhammad probably. Yeah, if yeah. he if he gets the if he gets the win in the title shot. Yeah, I mean he'll I can't wait for those tie. tweets. Yeah, he'll call off on a tie right on whoever on whoever, but it's his own fault yeah. if he doesn't get a shot because you know fight. Yeah, just fight. Yeah. But uh, super intriguing fight. Um, you know Gilbert Burns is uh, like a machine, and Bilal Muhammad is just. Remember the name. I mean, man, when 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 this started, like when our show started, we used to have the joke, you know, remember the name and who's that? And um, he that guy's star power has increased so much in the time that we've had this show. Um, he went from you know a mid card fighter basically to yeah. uh, you know arguably a title contender. Yeah, here's an interesting thing too with uh, with Bilal. He uh, of course he's Muslim, and yeah. uh, let's see, I gotta look this up. Uh, Ramadan just ended a couple of weeks ago, which, which generally, you know, th- you know, with the Muslim thing, you know, you don't eat, eat yeah. while sunlight's out, out, and you don't really train. So I'm kind of wondering how he's going to come in, come in, how, you know, did he get a long, long preparation time or, or is this kind of like, kind of like just a, you know, two mm-hmm. quick two weeks in the gym, in the gym, just to make sure you make weight kind of deal. But I guess, you know, and, and but then you're going up against Gilbert Burns, who just fought a few weeks ago. So, yeah. you know, maybe the playing field's a little even there. Yeah. And, I mean, he didn't, you know, he fought three rounds with Jorge Masvidal, and he took a little bit of damage. I mean, he dominated the fight. But yeah. um, it's, um, yeah, I just, again, that's another one that I, I don't know which way I'm going and probably pretty close. Yeah, it's almost even Gilbert Burns, a slight favorite, minus 130, but um Muhammad's certainly a live underdog and uh, a guy that I think a lot of people tend to overlook. So he's usually a pretty good, uh, I think the few times that he's been an underdog, he's won. So um, he's probably a pretty good bet if you, if you can get positive money on him. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, this, this would, 
be a this would be like an ESPN main event, and and we're getting it as a co-main event on a pay-per-view. So good for that, and I'm glad it's five rounds because this one probably will go five rounds. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we got some, some other, you know, big, big fights on the main card, Jessica Andrade and uh, Jean, or Jan Janan at Strawweight. Big fight for, uh, you know, we had uh, Song Yudong this past week and another big fight for the Chinese market here with Jessica Andrade, who is like kind of the, you know, the gatekeeper at whatever division she's fighting in that week. Um, you know, if you can get past her, you can usually earn a title shot and occasionally she gets a title shot because she's got so many wins, but she's pretty much a fixture at, you know, straw weight, feather, flyweight. She's even fought bantamweight a few times. Um, uh, super intriguing fight there. And then that featherweight fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going to be part of my three fights to watch. Okay. Well then you do that right now. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead because I have one from each portion of the card okay uh my first one from the main card uh Mavzari Vloyev against Bryce Mitchell uh Bryce Mitchell was originally supposed to fight Jonathan Pierce in this fight but Mitchell's coming off his first career loss to Ilya Tapiria that was a tough fight as is Pierce got hurt and now Vloyev is stepping in on short notice and this is a much more difficult fight yeah uh Vloyev is 16 and 0 and he's been running through everybody in the UFC. hasn't six and zero. hasn't gotten a finish yet. Finish yet, but he's just he's a super strong wrestler. He's a master of sports in Greco-Roman wrestling, uh, fighter out of Russia and with American Top Team. And Mitchell is a very good wrestle wrestler. He might have a tough time here. Like this is. You got to give props to Bryce Mitchell for taking this fight on short notice because Ivloyev is the guy at featherweight that people are avoiding. So yeah, that's a, that's a super intriguing fight. And then uh, on the main prelims fight to watch there, lightweight fight, Drew Dober against Matt Favola. Oh yeah. Drew Dober. I mean, what could be said about them? That guy has been just super impressive. Of late one has won three in a row all by finish. He's, he's won six of his last eight, all six of those wins by knockout. Knockout had losses to Islam Makachev and Brad Riddell in the middle of those two. Is he is he ranked? Uh, he's either right at the bottom of the top okay. fifteen, I think. Okay. I think I know I have him in my personal top yeah. fifteen. So, because uh, that's a guy like uh, two more wins, and you got to be putting him in that upper mix. Yeah, I mean, two like, more wins, you you put him in a headline spot at a apex show against, yeah. against, you know, uh, Armin Surukian kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Guy. And, and then you're on to like the Geishis and the Poyers and the Chandlers. Yeah. Like yeah. if you, if you can get in there, cause man, like Dober against one of those guys would be yeah. such a freaking great fight. Yeah, it would because Do- <laughs> yeah. Dober just comes out swinging. Yeah. Like he's not afraid like, to Dober and Geishi is my dream fight for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Dober's <laughs> got really good wrestling and submissions. Yeah. But he's a guy who's just willing to engage on the feet, and he has super entertaining yeah. fights. And Matt Frivola is kind of very similar to the steamroll. Similar to that, yeah, steamroll. I mean, he'll he'll you know he'll win some, he'll lose some, lose some. I mean, he holds a win over Jalen Turner, who's one of the hype guys at lightweight. Lightweight, you know, he lost to Sarukian and Terrence McKinney, but uh, Frivola has won his last two fights, both first round knockouts. Just this is a <laughs> excuse me sorry this is a great this is a great prelim fight like seriously this is Absolutely. fantastic yeah. fantastic and then on the early prelims i really like this middleweight fight uh phil halls phil halls against uh ikram alice um 
Halls is coming off coming off a loss to Roman Delize. He's lost two of his last three. Both was finished in both. Chris Curtis and Roman Delize. Those aren't bad guys to lose to. You know, he's won his other four UFC fights. It's looked impressive. Uh, but and uh Alice Karov is thirteen and one, nine finishes. Uh he's won five in a row. He uh contender series guy. But his only loss in his career is 13-1, and the one loss was to Kamzat Chemeyev. So, you know, he's run through everybody else. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a a good debut right there. And, you know, to put a guy 13-1 and one but making his UFC debut against a guy like Phil Halls, who's got, what, who's got a 4-2 UFC record, like, like they're expecting big things out of, out of both these guys, really, honestly. A um, couple of things I wanted to mention. There's a, a flyweight fight on the early prelims. Uh, Zhalgaz Jumagalov and Rafael Estevam. We saw Estevam on the Contender Series last year. Uh, got a nice uh, second-round finish. And uh, second straight, second-round finish in the U.S. And uh, this is his UFC debut. Uh, and flyweight, I mean, is, you know, that division is, you know, almost cut a few years ago. And now it's just like, just banger after banger after banger yeah um another guy making his debut that i'm really really interested in seeing just based on his record and his profile pick on topology braxton smith um he's five and one with five first round ko's um so uh and he's going against parker porter who is like you know just a big punching bag? So I'm I'm looking for like a for an early finish there. But if it's not an early finish, it's probably going to be pretty ugly if it gets out of the first round. And and Porter is a is a favorite, so that that could be great or it could be terrible. And yeah. I don't imagine it's going to be anything in between. Um, and then the other one that that just kind of jumped out at me was um, uh, the other main card fight that we haven't talked about at all, uh, Cron Gracie. Uh, you know, pretty early in his uh, UFC career at or in the MMA career at five and one, going against my Canadian boy Charles Jordan, and uh, Gracie obviously is a submission specialist, and Jordan's a guy that won't quit. So I'm, you know, I'm super interested in that. And Gracie had that loss to Cub Swanson. So again, if if yeah, Jordan has, can... has a faucet in too, so that was almost that was you know over three and a half years ago too yeah so i imagine he's done some grappling and stuff in that time but um but you know and and jordan needs a win here he's got two straight losses so he's going to be desperate and he's not a guy that gives up so if he can withstand that early onslaught from cron gracie uh he could come back late in the round and he's got a history of doing that so i I think that's going to be a sleeper good fight um, or at least a sleeper good performance from Jordan. Um, and uh, yeah, so that uh, that is our uh, fights to watch and uh, take us through the rest of this card. It's 14 fights right now, so yeah. there are a few that we haven't talked about. Yeah, yeah, it uh, kicks off at uh, 6 Eastern time. I think all the prelims are going to be on ESPN this week, according to, oh, good. according to the ESPN website. As of now, you know, we'll knock on wood on that. Of course, they're all on ESPN+. Plus, but it uh, kicks off with Bantamweight fight, uh, Daniel Santos against Johnny Munoz. They have a middleweight fight, Joseph Holmes against Claudio Rivero. The flyweights, uh, Rafael Stefan Estevam against Zalgas Zumagulov. Zumagulov is, a, I wanted to bring this up, he uh, he had said he was retiring from the sport, oh, right. yeah. for sport because he had lost his he's, – he's had some bad luck in the, uh, in the UFC. He's, uh, he's one in five 
which you know most of the time people people get cut off that but his last two fights were split decision split decision losses inside the apex apex and both times literally it's it's funny both fights there was 13 media scores on MMA decisions and in both fights 12 of the 13 media scores gave the fight for him but he lost split decisions to Jeff Molina, Charles Johnson. He really, he realistically could be three and three in the UFC. He could be, he could be on a two fight win streak instead of a three fight losing streak. Maybe like sixteen and six instead of fourteen and eight. So that, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a big difference. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, he, if he was really retired, you know, he, he unretired. But uh, I mean, he's got two wives and six children, so he's got plenty of mouths <laughs> to feed. So, always like bringing up that stat about him because it's, it's like one of the if you click on his Wikipedia page, like it's very, it's very prominent on his page. Zuma Gulov has two wives and six children. So, That's amazing. It's, yeah, and then uh, after that's the middleweight fight I talked about, Phil Halls against Ikram Alaskarov, and closing out the early portion of the prelims is heavyweights Braxton Smith against Parker Porter, and then on to the main prelims. Excuse me. Solid four fights here. Uh, starts off women's strawweight fight. Marina Rodriguez. Uh, Isn't that Rodriguez? She, Rodriguez? Yeah. Whatever we want to call it. She's Brazilian. <laughs> has been in main events. Yeah. Has been like on that cusp of a title shot, but has come up at, you know, right when she's been in title eliminators, she's come up short in those, trying to get back to that spot against, uh, she's fighting Verna Jandaroba. That's going to well, suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go, oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might. Yeah. yeah. Rodriguez is usually pretty exciting. Yeah. Jandaroba is boy. Is her first fight in a while, eh? Jandaroba? Yeah. She's not exciting, but yeah, no. it's her first fight. No, no, no. Yeah. And then uh, we have welterweight fight Chaos Williams against Rolando Bedoya. Uh, then we have light heavyweights Kennedy and Chuck Wu against Devin Clark. And of course, closing out the prelims, Drew Dober against Matt Frivola. In your main card, a uh, pair of featherweight fights kicks off. Cron Gracie against Charles Jordan. Uh, then Wavzari Vloyev against Bryce Mitchell. Then Jessica Andrade against Jan Zionin. And then Bilal Muhammad against Gilbert Burns. Five-round co-main co event. And then, of course, the main event for the Bantamweight title, champion Aljamain Sterling against challenger Henry Cejudo. All right. So, yeah, 14 fights kicking off at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock in the only time zone that matters. And then moving over to, uh, I guess, staying on ESPN Plus and, and ESPN, but in Canada, moving over to TSN after uh, after the UFC fight pass and then to the pay-per-view uh, main event card on uh, traditional pay-per-view in Canada or ESPN Plus in the United States. So, um, yeah, that will be uh, UFC 288 from New Jersey. And uh, I think, uh, well, maybe maybe Frankie Edgar is going to be nuts for the Hall of Fame. Let's cross our fingers and hope. Maybe. He's going to be there. Yeah. So. I would imagine, yeah. Um, all right. Oh, and, oh, yeah, for sure, because they have they have him doing doing uh, appearances at, okay. the, at the fan, at the little fan engage, fan experience that's going on. Okay. That goes, that goes on before the show, so, yeah. Okay, you heard it here. First reported by uh, Paul Fontaine of In the Clinch, uh, Frankie Eggers in the UFC Hall of Fame. I'm taking credit for it. Well, I've been um, I've been calling it for weeks now. <laughs> oh no, no, but I'm I'm calling it like I'm I'm officially reporting it because uh, I have no credibility either way. I've got nothing to lose. Um, all right, so question of the week. Now I I, I mentioned this on the show a, a few weeks ago, and I don't want you to get your hopes up. It's not great, but yeah. it's just a question that I had, and I I I thought about asking it, and we had an opportunity this week. So, um, 
Would you uh, concede that uh, this isn't the question, although it's related to the question, but would you concede that um, AJ McKee is the uh, the best second generation fighter uh, that that there's ever been? You know, it's I I'll I'll say yes or now just because I'd have to really think who are second generation. Well, and and so this is that was my question. Uh, I wanted to come up with a. A Mount Rushmore of of uh, not including AJ McKee of uh, of second generation fighters because UFC started in 1993, so 30 years, um, and you know MMA itself has you know been around basically that long. I mean, there's there were fights before that, but basically as a sport and really high profile for almost 20 years now. And there's a lot of been a lot of second generation fighters. So I had some names, okay. um, but I was curious as to what you thought and and whether they differ from mine. Um, okay. Yeah, I can't think of a whole lot outside of the Gracie family off the top of my see, head. See, and I don't even know what the Gracies because there's so many cousins and like adopted, and uh, you know, guys like that. So, but we a couple of weeks ago when I came up with this, I had mentioned because you said that somebody was fighting on a regional card, and he's a second generation fighter, and I don't even think a lot of people know that. But uh, Jordan Meehan, yeah, is yeah. one guy, you know, because his dad. Um, uh, what's his dad's name? Lee Mean. Yeah, Lee Mean uh, is you know he's been around forever. I think he's still fighting. Yeah. Um, another guy that had some um, may, like some you know with a big company. I think he was with Bellator and UFC. Uh, Ryan Couture. Yeah. Uh, you know, didn't have a ton of success, but you know he developed a bit bit of a name for himself. Um, Lance Gibson Jr. is, I don't know if you put him on the list, but he, you know, he is a prospect that, you know, still has some potential. I think he just had his first career loss, but he's like six and one or seven and one right now um, was another name. And the other one, I don't think he belongs, but it's like the only other guy I could think of like baby slice. Uh, but he kind of flamed out. Yeah. Um, was yeah. there any I'm, I'm missing? Yeah. We'll see Kron this week, you know, speaking of yeah. second generation. So is Kron, he, is Kron, he, is he's a uh, Hickson's son. Hickson's son. Okay. Yeah. I guess technically, you know, even Hoist is a second generation, if you want to say that, you know. Um, yeah. But at least Hickson was, you know, heavily involved in the creation of the UFC and fought in pride. I so. think we're going to see more uh, in the next probably 10 years. We're going to see a lot of. 10 to 20, 10 to 20. I think the fighters who, who were big in the spike era, who, yeah. you know, who, who, and now as you know, they're now as they're having kids, kids, you know, who started off big in the spike era, they'll get them into wrestling and all that. We're kind of seeing it. We're kind of seeing it firsthand right now with somebody, Bellamir. Yeah. Bellamir. Isn't it, isn't it Anderson Silva have a son that's fighting? Or I think he no. might be doing boxing. I, I know, okay. I know there's one son that's fighting. I don't know if it's boxing or MMA or both. Okay. But yeah, like a lot of those guys, they started young and then they weren't really, you know, maybe having kids, you know, because they were concentrating on fighting. Well, some of them did, but, um, you know, and then, you know, you got to make enough money to be able to support. And that was the problem too, is a lot of them didn't make a ton of money, um, yeah. you know, at first. So, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 this is something I want to watch because I, I thought about this because, you know, I follow the NHL pretty, pretty carefully in baseball and, like oh my favorite team is Toronto Blue Jays and it's like half their team is like second generation players so it, it was just you know kind of looking at MMA and thinking okay what well, what kind of second generation athletes yeah. are we going to have in in MMA yeah. I'm a I'm a big NASCAR fan and a lot yep. of 
NASCAR is just full with second, third generations, you know, just Absolutely, every yeah. time, every time you, you, uh, hear that a driver that's currently competing has a son you're just like okay when's he gonna when's he gonna start being probably in racing go-karts yeah. right now yeah you know? yeah i mean there's yeah some of these guys have their kids like the moment they're able to like function function i mean kyle bush's son is like five and he's been five or six and he's been racing for like two years already on so, go-karts yeah they start those young yeah go-karts I, micros even you know a whole bunch of stuff yeah dale, what about Ted dale jr's kid does he have a kid racing yet no he's got two daughters i don't, oh, okay. I don't okay. know uh, you know yeah. so i don't know about that that part yeah. jeff gordon uh, uh that's my era like the dale jr jeff gordon jeff you know, gordon has Jimmy a son Johnson. has a son who i don't know if he's taken into racing or not no mm. that's i kind of like when when jeff gordon retired i was kind of that's really when i kind of tapped out uh of, of nascar like i still check in every once in a while but i was watching like every race yeah, back the, then but yeah. the guy the big guys these days kyle larson and joey logano and kevin harvick and clint boyer and kyle bush they got all their they got their sons are all starting to race so they'll all be yeah they'll all be there and and yeah and i grew up on watching um uh champ car yeah. indy car and that was all literally yeah, like, a, a lot of the a lot of the big names big yeah. names currently you know you're ch- like chase elliott ryan blaney mm-hmm. those are those are all guys of former former nascar cup drivers too yeah. so. so something to look for over the next few years yeah. um all right we have to talk about uh there's a big and we didn't talk about it in our review and we didn't even talk about it last week on the preview because we don't really pay much attention to bare knuckle fighting but i will say i was tempted to order this show i didn't but i you know i was thinking about it. i was looking at fight plus and it was a it was a big card with a lot of former UFC people, and it had a lot of attention for various reasons this weekend. Well, yeah, and and the one the big one, I mean, other than the fighting, was uh, Conor McGregor. McGregor showed up. Yeah, yeah, he showed up. Uh, I think he got paid a lot of money to show up. Well, apparently they have a lot of money. Well, the money it's a money laundering operation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Triller, Triller, they're owned by Triller. Who, let, let's be honest, there's been a lot of rumors about Triller being like, how do they have all this money? Money. It's the same with one. It's like, how do y'all have all this money? Money. You know, where's it coming from? Coming from because they're they don't look like they're that either company is actually making money. So yeah, I don't I don't get it. But did he did he do anything? He got in the uh, the. Whatever, I guess they have a ring afterwards yeah. and they had a stare down with Mike Perry who was holding the belt. Oh, so, so he's gonna be on the next card? Yeah, no, I mean he's under <laughs> UFC contract. I there's, know, I'm just kidding. I, there's somebody on the on the observer message board driving me nuts. I'm like <laughs> over it. I'm like, even with bare knuckle, like they're not gonna be able to afford twenty million dollars at, at a minimum for Connor McGregor. Like and Connor would never do it. Connor, he he messes around, you know. Everybody's just like, "Well, he was talking about Instagram." Like Connor's, Connor's a bullshitter. Like, don't yeah. ever, don't ever believe what he talk, talks about. He want, he's already said he wants to be in the UFC for life. He's got two fights on his contract, so he obviously can't do can't do anything without their approval. And UFC won't let him do bare knuckle, bare knuckle for sure. They won't even let him do boxing unless they're getting a cut of cut of it. People were saying like like oh he should go fight Nate Diaz next in boxing. He's Nate Diaz already has a verbal agreement to come back to the UFC once this Jake Paul shit is done with done Which with. Is, I mean and. August. 
Yeah, and, and people are saying, oh, Connor and, you know, or one person in particular on that board is saying, Connor and Diaz, Diaz would do so good at boxing. People don't want to see them box. They want to see them in an MMA fight inside the UFC. They don't Absolutely. give a shit about what these guys, guys do anyway. Nobody wants to see, nobody's going to buy Connor McGregor in a bare knuckle, you know, no. bare knuckle thing. Well, I mean, it would do more buys than any other fight they'd ever do. Yeah. But it's n- nothing. Like, you know, yeah, you'd be I mean, lucky to get 50,000 Con- buys. Connor's a different guy, and the Floyd Mayway- Mayweather fight was big, but yeah. people are really thinking that these guys are bigger than the UFC. Connor is bigger than the UFC, but I think the combination, he needs that combination of them too, of of the UFC promotional machine and the Absolutely. ESPN behind him, behind him to be to be where he's at. Like Absolutely. and everybody's just like, oh, these guys can do so much of the UFC. No, they cannot. The Francis Naganu shit that we're about to talk about is proof that, you know, you need the UFC promotional machine behind you. Behind mm-hmm. you. So um, so yeah, and for those that don't know, Mike Perry knocked out Luke Rockhold in the main event in the second round. Eddie Alvarez got a well, Rockhold Rockhold quit. Did he quit? Okay. Was, yeah. Oh yeah, verbal. Yeah, he had a he had a busted up jaw lead and he looked battered on Sunday morning. Uh Eddie Alvarez won a split decision over Chad Mendez. Other names, Beck Rawlings lost. Uh Ben Rothwell and Josh Copeland, a <laughs> couple UFC heavyweights. Uh Copeland quit. That was I guess a title fight. Is that five, five rounds? No, two. What are these? Oh, five two-minute rounds. Okay. Um, and Chris Camozzi, another former UFC fighter, got a win. Brandon Gertz, former Bellator lightweight uh, contender, uh, got a first-round KO. So, um, yeah, that was a big, big fight, big card for them. But I don't know how many people bought that card. Uh, I don't, don't imagine we'll ever find out. Uh right. And uh the and you mentioned uh our news. We'll go right into the news and uh carry on in that conversation a little bit with uh Francis and Francis Ngannou. Okay. So Francis Ngannou uh, it came out today that one uh pulled out of negotiations with them. And uh Ariel Hilani told the story on his podcast on his show today. I I listened to the video earlier and I kind of I don't remember I should have listened to it again before before this, so I knew exactly what it was because I don't quite remember 100% of what Ariel said. But apparently, Nagano went into the went into the meeting, and he already has a verbal agreement with a promotion, and he just took the one meeting to to uh, to just listen and and be respectful of the fact that they had already scheduled a meeting. But it appears like Nagano already has a deal set up. Uh, it's an MMA deal. Some claim there's a boxing element to it. Ariel said, mentioned that. Uh, this is probably PFL. <laughs> people are thinking PFL, and uh, it still would not surprise me if if he has a deal with the UFC, though, and they're keeping okay. it on the down low. Like, 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 I think it's PFL, but uh, UFC can easily swoop in and get them. I don't think, yeah. P- you know, honestly – PFL might be able to pay paying a bunch of money, and there's some moves that PFL is making. But I sometimes wonder about their money, and he's not he's not going to be a difference maker for them. No, at all. No, no. <laughs> I mean, not 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 at all. Like he he fights, you know, whatever the biggest fight is. I don't even know. Like probably they, uh, they have no heavyweights. No, I mean, is um, what's the, the biggest guy they have? Um, 
Verdum, like he he quit, right? And Verdum's not with no longer with them. Yeah. So yeah, their biggest name, like I don't even know, like just some nobody. Uh, whoever won there last year, you know, the, those names we can't pronounce. Bruno Capalaza or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know. Like like I know Kayla lost to Larissa Pacheco, but I just feel like Kay- Kayla there. It's like she's just there to he'd be just there just to be there. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, be a difference maker. Wouldn't make any difference on pay-per-view. He's a guy who needs to – he's a guy, and I think his free agency has proven it, he's nothing without the UFC promotional machine behind him. He was never a big UFC draw anyway, Anyway, no. despite the fact that he is just a brutalizing brutalizing heavyweight. But he was never a draw, and I think, you know, he got the wrong uh, – you know, I hate to say this because guys can pick their managers and they should look for the best deals, but I think he had people who really thought, like, he was more valuable than he actually is, and it's hard to be valuable – in combat sports because there's the money just seems to be like we're going to try to pay you as little as possible so it's so it's hard to hard to have true value in Mm -hmm. it and they tried the whole boxing route and and i think some of these boxing promoters are smart enough to realize like you're not worth what you want money wise because you don't have that name value without the UFC machine behind you. And unfortunately, I mean, I don't know that the UFC would come back with the same offer. If they did, he should take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because I don't well, think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be getting, getting eight figures from, from PFL. I'm sorry. Even though Dana doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily directly get involved with these negotiations. I think he kind of played the UFC's hand at the, uh, at that one press conference where he basically closed the book on Nganu. So it's like, yeah, they'll take them, but you're, yeah, you're not getting the money that you know. We tried to make this fight. This is their stance. We tried to make this fight for three years, and you didn't want it, and now you want it because nobody else will pay you. So yeah, come back, give the fight, but you'll pay what we'll give you, essentially. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. But they they just done that with a lot of people, and yep. you never know. Like more often than not, they come back. I mean, oh, the problem is there's nowhere else for them to go. Like really, there's honestly. there's no interesting fights anywhere. Yeah, there isn't. I mean, Bell. No. He's not going to Bellator. Bellator's for sale, so they're not going to be. Yeah, but even if they on. weren't, like, who's he going to fight? Yeah. Ryan Bader. Like, yeah, who is he going to find? One, uh, Arjun Bueller, Brandon Vera. Like, yeah. they don't have anybody. No. Who's he going to find? PFL. PFL has nobody. Like, come no. on. Like, no. I mean, heavyweight sucks. I yeah, mean, <laughs> heavyweight sucks. The only fight people want Francis to Francis. The only fights. People want to see Francis in are all in the UFC. They want to see him against John Jones. Yeah. Like that's the Aspinall, uh, you know, um uh what's the guy that just had that win like Pavlovich, right? Pavlovich, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like like I mean, it's just it's just they've really just hit him and whoever's advising him really fumbled everything. And I know Ali Ali Abdelaziz say what you want about the guy, and yes, he's in the UFC pocket pocket but he tried to get involved he tried to get involved and had he gotten involved francis would have never left the ufc yeah well we'll so see what simply, happens there so might have not might have not get, gotten the absolute best deal but he would have gotten a lot of money and all the stuff he was wanting 
he ain't get like I said, he ain't getting in, he ain't getting none of it shit anywhere. He none ain't getting it. A, he ain't gonna unionize and well PFL, I mean they'll they'll give him lip service if that's what it is. Yeah, like sure. Jake Paul thinks he's he's got all this stuff's gonna happen and the fighters are gonna, gonna share fifty fifty and there's no revenue. Um, you know. Like, it's not gonna happen. No it's not gonna happen. And, and he's not gonna there's not gonna be a union and all the, yeah. all this stuff. It's just yeah. It's just yeah. Every you want to say about sponsors, you can get sponsors in the UFC. You just can't. They just can't be on your shorts. But look how many guys have. Look how many people have endorsement deals with a uh, with yep. other promotions and are in commercials and stuff like that. Nobody. All right. Uh, next item on the news is Nate Diaz, and I actually know about this. I, yeah. I you know, it, you know, he uh, got into it with a former UFC fighter, and no, not a former UFC fighter or former MMA fighter. <laughs> uh, one of, the, I guess, yeah. let's use that term loosely. And he, and now he's got a restraining order. Oh, he got a Nate got arrested. Had he turned himself in because the the guy pressed charges. It was a. I think we did we talk about it or not? No, he was, no, we didn't. Because I at, first, because yeah. I heard about it on the Observer yeah. Radio that was recorded at the same time yeah. we were recording. Basically, yeah, he uh, he he was at Chris Avila's boxing match, and some dude who looks like Logan Paul was just yeah. trying to start. Uh, what's start, it, Peterson? Something Peter Brandy Peterson? Yeah. Or something? yeah. As far as from what I know, they were they was trying to mouth off to Nate Nate trying to start stuff, you know, like it is, and then Nate. Nate uh, grabbed him, kneed him in the stomach, and choked him unconscious and left him laying on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, you know, and just kind of walked away, walked away, and the guy decided to press charges. So, yeah, I don't, I, I never, I never understood that goading somebody into a street fight and then pressing charges because you lost or, or pressing charges just in general. It's like a Colby like, Covington move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Nate turned himself in, but. But I'm sure he'll get off and and everything, you know, doesn't affect anything in the in his future as far as as far as the Logan or the Jake Paul fight. If nothing anything, in it, danger if of anything that. It helps. Um all right. Uh we had some fights canceled off of uncupping cards recently. Yeah. Break my uh, heart. Break my heart, Ryan. Uh the June third uh main event, Brendan Allen and Jack Hermanson, that's off. Uh Jack Hermanson is injured. Uh, that was supposed to be the headliner. They got a new main event. We'll go over that here in a few. During our Ooh, it's a show. bit of a downgrade. Bit of a downgrade, <laughs> but also at the, but also at the same time, very interesting main event yeah. and a very, and and I'll get more into that in a minute. Yeah. And then the other fight that's off, uh, Davidson Figueredo won't be ready to fight in July. So him and Manel Cop is off of the UFC 290 International Fight Week card. Oh, okay. Um, all right. And then we got a location for UFC 291. UFC 291 is going to be in uh, in uh, on uh, July 29th, and the word is Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's the, the one that was originally targeted for London? Yeah, they were talking about doing London if they could get Edwards. Edwards, okay. but uh, no, it's, but it's going to. It looks like Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City has, has a site feat site fee deal with the UFC for a couple of events. This this might be the last one because they, they had last year UFC two seventy eight in August in Salt Lake that, City. That should be that should be the I mean they should try to do Leon Edwards title offense there. Right? No, he's talking October. He's oh October? Talking, okay. He's, yeah, no I mean if he was gonna fight in July they would have had the London fight be a pay per view. So what 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 is this what is this looking at then? Like light heavyweight? Doesn't have anything yeah. nothing tied to it yet. 
possibly okay. a lot of heavyweight. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's time. a few cards coming up, so if yeah. people don't like even tonight, you know, even the, the this this weekend, I mean, that that they could fight again in at the end of July. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing nothing tied to anything yet. Okay, anything yet, as far as I know. And then real quick, the next the next week, the August fifth fight night. Uh, I've heard Nashville for that one. Awesome. That that'll be that'll be fun. Like Nashville's Nashville's hopping, and uh, they. They, that'll be they'll, they'll they'll do well they'll sell out that arena there yeah uh, nationwide arena i think it is over there uh something no it's something. it's not that that's columbus it's um gosh i can't remember but the the predators arena bridge bridgestone arena yeah yeah bridgestone I think, arena. Yeah. i think is what it is yeah yeah you're right all right uh we got some fights signed for this yes. coming okay yeah we got a lot of fight announcements so the, from the week uh starting off we'll just go the we'll just go straight to that June third. Or yeah. the new main event is uh Kai Kaira France against Amir Albazi. Uh flyweights. Flyweights, yeah. Yeah, you say that's brutal, but it's an apex show. And this is kind of yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a good good main event for the uh for an apex card. And it's the first non title flyweight main event since twenty seventeen. So Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, that. those flyweights those flyweights have been delivering. They deserve to be in headline mm-hmm. spots. Especially on an Apex card, but a couple other fights on that card. I'll mention this one because I know you're a fan of him, John. <laughs> John Castaneda against Mateus Mendonca. Sexy, you know, sexy, sexy. Yeah, uh, Eliza Zaleski is back from a Usada suspension against Abu Bakar and Nurmagomedov. Uh, Maxine Christian against Felipe Lins. That's your uh, Apex special. Yeah. yeah, well, that's light heavyweights. Oh, is it? I just yeah. look at Felipe Lins and I picture a big fat tub. No, he's light heavyweight now, in great shape, and he just knocked out Ovin St. Prue in the first round. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, I forgot about that. So, and then uh, Tim Elliott against Victor Altamirano. Did you get Chase Sherman on that uh, yeah. on that June 3rd card? <laughs> yeah, okay. The 17th, nothing really big there. Uh, the Jacksonville card, June 24th. Brendan Allen, unfortunately, he loses the main event spot against Jack Hermanson, and he's uh, back down on... The main card against uh, Bruno Silva. Gets that's dangerous. And that's a dangerous fight for him. Uh, also, Tabitha Ricci against Jillian Robertson. That should be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, flyweight? Yeah, flyweight. Okay. Uh, UFC Fight Night on July 1st. Oh. Max Griffin against Michael Morales. That's a very solid welterweight fight. Morales has a lot of hype and potential, and Griffin is a very solid veteran there. Uh, UFC 290 International Fight Week. Uh, Shannon Ross against Jesus Aguilar. It's a prelim flyweight fight, but uh, Yasmin Yaraguay, that uh, that flyweight, that Mexican flyweight, who's got a lot of hype and is like what 20, 21 years old, so it's yeah, like very young. She's fighting Denise Gomes on that one. Uh, UFC Fight Night, July fifteenth. We've got a main event: Vicente Luque against Rafael dos Anjos. Main event of that nice. show. Also, Walt Harris against Josh Prezian. Uh, Norma Dumont against Chelsea Chandler. Uh, we got a bunch of fights for the London card on July 22nd. As you were calling last week, Molly McCann against Julia Stoliarenko. Um, also, Davey Grant against Daniel Marcos. Ariel will be happy about that yeah. one. Jai, yeah, Jai Herbert <laughs> against Faraz Ziem. Mark DeCase against Joel Alvarez. Uh, Chris Duncan against Yanal. Ash Moose. Yeah. Chris Duncan's a. The, uh, the lightweight or the the white, the white, the Chris Duncan. Not oh Christian. right, yeah, yeah. There's two not, Chris Duncan. There's Chris Duncan, and then there's Christian Leroy Duncan. You're right. So this so is the Scott. 
this one. This is the Scott, the yeah. the white one. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to I hate to use those terms. Oh right, but, right, right. You know, no, no. But, and, and Christian Leroy is the guy that looked real good, but then the fight got stopped early. Right? Yeah, the fight got yeah. stopped early because Dusko Todorovic blew out his knee. So. Yeah. And then uh, UFC. I don't know if this is the pay per view or a fight night, but on uh, August nineteenth, Cody Garbrandt against Mario Batista. Cool. One fight you skipped um, was on June 24th. Um, David Onama against oh, yeah, Gabriel yeah. Santos. And that's Onama's first fight since the Landwehr fight last year? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was he, you know, a fight of the year contender. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he was supposed to fight a couple times earlier this year. Yeah. He's he's a victim of the James Krause situation because he was, right. he was from that team. So he's having to find a new team. And then I think he had like an injury or some kind of issue that forced him out of another fight. All right. So yeah, we can hopefully he'll fight. That's next month already. It's uh, May 1st. Um, gosh, there was something that just came to mind. I was going to, I was going to ask you about, but ah, it doesn't matter. I can't remember what it is. Oh, you know what it was? We didn't mention this. Uh, and I don't even know if it's news or I haven't heard anybody else have it. So this could be a scoop. Um, Paul Craig is getting into pro wrestling. Like I mean, he's, he's, uh, doing, he's doing a match he's doing, for ICW in Scotland. Um, yeah, he's doing I, a I match, but uh, he's not you know fully going into it. He's still no, no, but it's it's a match, and I mean, I was surprised because I was watching this random show on Fight Plus, and he he shows up, and and they booked a match for May seventeenth. Uh, I think it's May seventeenth. Um, it's right around that time, anyways, in uh, Scotland for ICW, which is you know they're fairly big uh, independent promotion in the UK. They've yeah. you know a lot of the WWE UK talent came started there. Um, so I, I'm interested in that, and uh, we'll, so we'll see what happens there. It's a tag team match, so we probably just come in and you know do a couple spots and maybe yeah. probably submit somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, if you haven't heard it anywhere else, you heard it here first uh, <laughs> on on in the clinch. Um, so Ryan, uh, that's going to pretty much do it. So, uh, get your plugs in. Of course, on uh, Twitter at Ryan J. Frederick and be back in the Wrestling Observer newsletter with, with a recap of this week, past weekend show. And of course, fu- your full front page coverage of UFC 288 this coming Saturday and very possibly, as usual, a post show appearance on Wrestling Observer Radio. We'll see. Yeah, look forward to that. Um, busy, busy uh, weekend this weekend. So if it doesn't happen, yes. that's probably why. Because yeah, there's. I think there's a Japan show. There's a the Puerto Rican uh, pay per view and yeah, backlash is the same night as the UFC. Yeah. So there's also oh, yeah. yeah, there's a show like that's going on. I think immediately after UFC ends in Japan, and it's like a really big show. So yeah, Dave so. will probably want to watch that. <laughs> so yeah, I if I'm not on it this week, I I don't care. I might even tell Brian, hey, hey, you can skip me. That way, y'all can just get to. All the sleep? big shit going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I like that sleep. The sleep. I mean, I, I usually get. By the time I actually, by the time they actually like I like I pass out before they call. Yeah. But by the time, but but by the time Brian calls, like I'm usually awake and and into it, and it's it's the going back to bed part. Yeah. Hard. At like four a.m. On, on these shows that end at end at midnight or later. That that one show, that one pay per view in London. When it ended early and I went to bed at like nine and then woke up at two for my spot. Like I was fully wired on that. And that was the one that people said was probably my best appearance yeah. on there, on there, which is funny because yeah, cause I got to have like some sleep beforehand and all that. And you got some time to but think about. But then you probably couldn't get back to bed. Yeah. 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 
I don't um, do any. I don't really do anything on Sunday. I'm usually at home watching NASCAR, NASCAR football on Sunday. So, all right. And for me, just the usual. Um, I got the Dynamite Show on the Fiking Media Patreon next week. Uh, I still have to figure out how I'm going to do this, but because the show that I'm going to be on records at the same time we do, so one of us is probably going to have to move. Uh, but I'm going to be on the uh, the, and I'll probably be them. I'm going to be on the Boom next week because Kevin Ely is out of town uh, and uh, James needs a co-host. Um, and uh, as well, I got a big guest on. Uh, Why would you double book yourself, Paul? Come on. <laughs> I didn't book it. I, I thought they recorded on Sundays. Um, but uh, we'll figure it out. James is a late late owl, so we'll probably just record when we're. Who does, it, who does that remind remind me of? Wrestling lines. I've been reading oh. about it in the Observer because I, I'm going back. I'm going back and really buffing up my wrestling history. Oh. History watching everything, watching everything in order, and then reading the Observers each week. So so there was somebody somebody I mean, like was double booking. I mean, like '94, somebody was double booking. Oh, it was. It was Sid who would be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. always had missing bookings for play because he's playing softball because he's <laughs> he's taking play taking softball games on when he has wrestling bookings. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just tell James that uh, we'll, we'll go at ten thirty, so we'll have time to finish. Um, and then uh, and then as well, I got a guest this week on Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez. I don't want to jinx it by saying who it is, but I will say that it's somebody that people that are fans of this particular network will probably really get a kick out of so hopefully that happens on thursday evening and you can watch out for that check out my twitter paulie's fontaine i'll tweet all about it and we're going to do it live so you can ask questions and everything and I, th- I promise you it's a good guess so. uh so for ryan i've been paul and ryan why don't you take us home like you always do all right i hope everybody enjoyed the show have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend later this is the story of the one As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.